Hello, my name is Vance Need, and welcome back to another episode of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a myriad of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. Now, in our last episode, we took a look at some of the key concepts and principles from Pastor Greg Axe's new book, Revelation Made Simple. And that's exactly where we're going to pick it up today. So let's do this thing. So I know by this time I sound like a broken record, but for real, if you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and check that one out first. We're going to do a quick review of some of that content just to jog our memories and get us back on the same page. But if this review is actually new information, don't do that thing. Go back and listen to the previous episode first. So in that last episode, we were focusing on Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, particularly the first part of the verse that says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Now, a couple of key takeaways from last time. First, we talked about what it meant for John to be in the Spirit. What does that mean? And we deciphered that it didn't mean that he was just feeling particularly spiritual that day. We saw that in Romans 8, 9, all believers are in the Spirit. And also, as we started to look through the book of Revelation, we saw that every time that in the Spirit is mentioned, in Revelation 1.10, 4.2, 17.10, and 21.10, John actually moves from one location to another every single time. So So we found that very interesting. The other thing that we looked at was on the Lord's Day. And by comparing Scripture with Scripture, we saw that the Lord's Day is not Sunday. It'd be easy to think that if we're just casually reading through and kind of inserting our own thoughts and context into it. But biblically speaking, we don't find Sunday being referred to as the Lord's Day. We find Sunday being referred to as the first day of the week, and we looked at several scripture verses that corroborate that. What we do find as we compare scripture with scripture is that the book of Revelation is about the second advent of Christ and the events that lead up to it. And when we look in scripture about a day that is the Lord's that culminates with the second advent of Christ, we found that that is the day of the Lord. And this simple discovery is going to change everything about how we read the book of Revelation. Because if John is simply writing from 100 AD, then then that is his perspective, the first century. But if John is actually writing from a time that is actually still in our future, well, then the perspective of the book changes dramatically. Now, what we're going to find is that this leads us into another key verse that we want to understand, and it's also in the first chapter of Revelation, verse 19, which says this, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. And what this verse will do for us is help us to understand the tenses of the book of Revelation. Now, what John is commanded to do is write the things that he has seen, past tense, the things which are, present tense, and the things which shall be hereafter, future tense. So, in other words, he's told to write what he saw, what he sees, and what he will see. But again, 
his perspective is not now from a hundred A.D., but rather from the future day of the Lord. Now, let's start to put some of this together. After chapter 1, spoiler alert, comes chapter 2, and then chapter 3. And chapters 2 and 3 are written to seven historical churches that existed around the time of 100 A.D., Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Now, these were all churches that were existing in Asia Minor, and these were churches that Jesus himself is telling John to write to. But again, what's interesting now that we know that John's perspective has changed is that it's written to these seven historical churches, but he's not writing a letter from 100 AD. He's rather writing a letter from the day of the Lord. And what's, what's even more interesting is that when you start to look at these seven churches and what is written about these seven particular churches— you'll actually find that there are these amazing parallels with the character qualities and and the actions of these seven historical literal churches and seven time periods or ages of church history. So in the interest of time, we won't be able to take a look at all of the seven ages of church history as as it kind of compares to these seven historical churches. But if that is of interest to you, Pastor Greg Axe has written a book called Church History, and he goes into that in incredible detail. So if you are just dying to know more, then as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, you'll definitely want to go pick up that book. But for context in today's podcast, we will take a brief look at this last church age, the Laodicean age. Now, you, you may have heard before that, that we're living in a Laodicean age. And what that is basically meaning is that the time period, the era, the age of church history that we are living in is characterized by the actions and the general demeanor of this actual historical church in the first century based in Laodicea. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, it says this, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I want us to think for a second about just some of the practical parallels that we're seeing with what's being described about this church and the current day that we find ourselves in. This church, it's characterized by being lukewarm, not cold, not hot, but just kind of meh. It's also deceived about how it is, how it functions. It thinks it's rich and increased with goods, but but Jesus tells his church it's actually miserable and it's blind and it doesn't know the impoverished state that it finds itself in. And even the name Laodicea means rights of the people. So again, we don't have a lot of time basically no more time to go into it. But again, church history, both the class and the book are going to be key resources for you. So the letter to the Laodicean church ends chapter three, and then we see 
chapter 4, verse 1, where it says this, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now this is a pretty important verse as it relates to what we're looking at today, because a door in heaven opens. And because at this event, heaven opening happens twice in the book of Revelation. The first, obviously, we just read is chapter 4, verse 1. And the second is going to be chapter 19, verse 11. In 4.1, John gets taken up into heaven. And in 19.11, Jesus Christ comes down from heaven. So these Two events, heaven opening in chapter 4 and heaven opening in chapter 19 serve to break apart, if you will, the book of Revelation into three sections. And what we're going to find is that these three sections, chapters 2 through 3, are the things thou hast seen, chapters 4 through 19, the things which are in chapters 20 through 22, and the things which shall be hereafter. Now, we've talked a lot about this first section, chapters 2 through 3, and we'll talk more about the next section, chapters 4 through 19, next time. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't intend to end on such a cliffhanger. It just worked out that way, guys. I'm I'm not trolling you. There's no Rickroll here, but that's where we're at. If, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening, as always. If you have questions, you're curious about this content, I'd encourage you to visit lfbi.org. It's our Bible Institute. You'll find out more about that again. I'll say it a bunch of times because it's a really, really great resource. Revelation Made Simple and Church History by Pastor Greg Axe. It... If you just are tired of waiting for the next podcast, then go pick up those things. They will help you out. It's been my pleasure as always to have you, and I hope to talk to you next time. Take care.